Welcome to CHP Conversations, a podcast series produced by the VCU College of Health Professions. This series includes conversations with faculty, students, and alumni who exemplify our mission to create influential leaders in healthcare. Thank you for joining uh, CHP Conversations. My name is Chelsea Geary. I'm the Director of Recruitment and Student Programs here in the College of Health Professions. Today's episode will be a deep dive into our Medical Laboratory Sciences Department here at CHP. Um, I don't know if you all have ever wondered what happens to your blood after it's drawn or samples are sent off to the quote-unquote lab. Um, maybe you haven't thought about it, but I know I have. And so the medical laboratory scientists play a vital role on a care delivery team. And so without their careful diagnosis, we are left without accurate information that uh, physicians certainly need. And so today we are joined by Dr. Melissa Jamerson. She is the Assistant Chair of the Medical Laboratory Sciences Department here in CHP, as well as Associate Professor within the department. Uh, welcome, Dr. Good morning. Jamerson. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I will certainly give you some time to introduce yourself, uh, but just to kind of provide some context in a bio uh, that we have of Dr. Jameson, uh, she came to VCU after obtaining her bachelor's in medical lab sciences and PhD in microbiology and immunology. Prior to coming to the department here at VCU, she worked as a postdoctoral fellow investigating cannabinoid modulation primary human monocyte cytokine response to HIV GP120. Did I say that correctly? You did. You did. Okay. <laughs> there we go. All right. So thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Jamison. Thank you. Um, could you share with us your role here in the college um, and sort of what you do here? Sure. Absolutely. So I am an associate professor in the Department of Medical Laboratory Sciences and the assistant chair. Um, my main role or biggest role is teaching. So currently I teach a course CLLS 202 on the other campus. It is a um, general education course, part of the Gen Ed 30 curriculum or an option for students um, in the Gen Ed 30 curriculum um, in which we talk about infectious diseases and the impact that they have had on society. So we've been talking mm -hmm. about influenza, this coming week, they're learning about polio. Um, we are definitely going to talk about COVID. That's sure. coming up very soon <laughs> and a variety of other infectious diseases. I also teach the immunohematology uh, course here on the uh, MCV campus for our program. And I advise students that are in our program in the graduate courses that have an interest in microbiology, uh, immunohematology, or uh, blood banking as well, um, and some that have interest in immunology. The main thing is teaching. I'm also a researcher here in the department. The current research that we have going on focuses on a free living amoeba called Nigleria phalari, uh, often referred to as the brain eating amoeba. <laughs> so we do research looking at drugs that can be repurposed in terms of finding better treatment for patients that are diagnosed with that particular infection. It has a 98% uh, fatality rate if somebody oh, wow. does become infected. So uh, right now I have two graduate students that are looking at different drugs that could possibly be used. So those are the two main things. Also a little bit of an administrative role as well. Wow, you are certainly busy, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, is this something that you always knew you wanted to get into? I mean, as a little girl, did you dream of being a, a scientist in the lab or what did that look like? 
So I always enjoyed science, but mm-hmm. I have to admit that when I was growing up, I really wanted to go to vet school. Yeah. I l- absolutely love uh, animals. I have four <laughs> dogs, a cat. We have a, a pony and a horse. Oh, wow. Yeah. So <laughs> love, love animals. <laughs> yeah. So I, I went to Virginia Tech um, as a pre-vet student, thinking that that was the route that I was going to go into. Um, very quickly learned that... I, I do love animals, but that I was not somebody who um, necessarily would be good at treating them because seeing mm. them ill, things like that were very sure. hard for me. Sure. Um, so I knew that I loved science and I loved microbiology. So I switched and became a bio major, concentrating in uh, microbiology and immunology. I still didn't know about the lab. I knew I enjoyed <laughs> student lab, but I didn't know about medical laboratory sciences actually until I was a senior at Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. I took a pathogenic bacteriology course in which we got to go on a field trip to a hospital in Roanoke, and we actually got to tour a clinical laboratory. And so I had no idea about the clinical laboratory until then, but as soon as I saw it, I knew that that's the field that I wanted to go into. So when I finished at Virginia Tech, I came here to VCU, and I completed a second undergraduate degree and became a generalist in clinical laboratory sciences. I was always someone who really enjoyed very hands-on learning. Sure. Um, I wanted to make an impact in terms of healthcare, but never saw myself as being a nurse or a, a physician. <laughs> Definitely knew that that was not for me, um, but really, really enjoyed being in the laboratory. Awesome. I know you mentioned um, being able to make an impact in the healthcare setting. Absolutely. Um, could you share exactly how med lab sciences plays a role um, in sort of the day-to-day operations that we might ne- necessarily see? Sure. So about 70% of the information that a physician uses to diagnose a patient is actually generated from the clinical laboratory. Um, when, before I went on that field trip, I just assumed that the physician and the nurses were the ones that were doing all of this laboratory testing and figuring out what was going on. Um, But really the laboratory is working behind the scenes on that patient sample, getting those very important laboratory results back to the physician so that that patient can be diagnosed. So without the lab, the the physician would not be able to diagnose a patient like they can now. Absolutely. I know with um, with the rise of COVID and, you know, hopefully being on the other side of that pandemic, I know I'd seen sort of an increase of the different testing, the prevalence testing, Mm -hmm. at-home testing. Um, Did you, or I guess within the field, have you seen an increase after, um, hopefully on the other side, I should say, after COVID, um, as far as an interest in this field or um, maybe even a personal interest, maybe family members kind of connecting the dots as far as what you do. Oh, absolutely. Now that it has been on the news and, you know, seeing these images of the laboratory and talking more about laboratory tests and how important it is. And, you know, there was a lot of um, issues with the at-home test and how (laughs) accurate are they? And then the PCR molecular tests that are actually done in the laboratory. I think it really has brought to everyone's attention how important the laboratory is. So we definitely have seen an increase in students that are just more aware of the laboratory and Mm -hmm. it has sparked an interest um, in them because, you know, now it's a new, it's not a new field, but it's something new to them. (laughs) They didn't know about it previously. And definitely a lot more questions from (laughs) family members about um, the test itself, about my opinion about the vaccine Mm -hmm. and the development of the vaccine. I think it's a lot of things that before COVID we just didn't think about. And then we were forced to start thinking about it and asking questions about science more. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know um, this field is almost seen as sort of like the heroes behind the scenes. And so even aside from all of the work that's being done in the lab, 
there's even more work being done um, in regards to research. Absolutely. Um, I know here in the college we do things called Tuesday Talks where different departments share all of the research that's taking place. And the first Tuesday talk that I attended was yours yeah. on the brain eating amoeba. Yes, yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm never swimming <laughs> never in a lake again. Water again. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, could you share some of the other cool research that's taking place here sure. um, within the MLS lab? Sure. So I primarily focus on Nigleria phalari. I mean, as I mentioned, we have several students that are looking at different drugs that could possibly be used um, as treatment. We also, in our department, have a mass spec system that Dr. Corzin, who teaches mm -hmm. our chemistry mm -hmm. course, is in charge of. And so a project that he and I are working on together is determining whether or not that could be utilized to help detect an infection. So the cell wall of the amoeba is different than bacteria. Sure. Um, and often when a patient presents in the emergency room with symptoms, physicians diagnose them as having bacterial meningitis because the symptoms really do overlap. There's a lot of similarities. Mm -hmm. um, there's not a really good test for Nigleria phalari. And so one of the other projects that we have going on is trying to determine could we develop something that could be used to differentiate bacterial meningitis and a Nigleria phalari infection. Because like I said, with the symptoms, there really is no difference that we yeah. see in patients. Yeah. Um, a lot of times it's when the patient's family reports that they have recently swam in warm, fresh water and have that water exposure. Gotcha. But it's not always mentioned because when a, a parent's taking a child to the emergency room, that's not necessarily the first thing on their mind of that course. five days ago they swam in a, in a lake. So that's one thing that we have going on. Um, we also have Dr. Michael Lacey who is a new faculty member in mm -hmm. our department. Um, he is now teaching the immunology course, and he has immunology research going on, looking at the role of T cells in cardiovascular disease. So we're really excited um, about his research opportunities and the projects and things that he has going on. There's definitely um, chances for students to be involved in his research as, as well as mine. We do really enjoy having students involved in the research. Awesome. That was that was going to be sort of my follow-up <laughs> question as far as um, opportunities for students to get engaged and all that fun stuff that's taking place. Um, would you say that that is almost a unique um, sort of aspect to the program here at VCU? Oh, ab absolutely. Um, when I was an undergraduate at Virginia Tech, my senior year, I guess I was very active my senior year, I also started doing research. So I, I got an email one day from somebody in the osteopathic school of medicine that's um, associated with Virginia Tech, and they were looking for somebody to do research on acanth amoeba, which is another free-living amoeba. I previously had no research experience. I was a, a student worker, a work-study student, where I would make media and do things for the food microbiology laboratory, uh, but I didn't get to really be involved in any of the research projects. So I responded and was lucky enough to get an opportunity to start doing a research project with that particular um, principal investigator. Dr. Palmieri. I'll never forget him because he was the first person who got me involved in research. Um, when I was working there, someone from VCU, Dr. Francine Marciano Cabral, came and gave a talk about Nigleria phalari. And so I got very interested in both of the amoeba, was doing research. When I came here, she also gave me the opportunity to be involved in research. So me personally, because it played such a huge role in me going into graduate school and getting a PhD, without both of them, I probably never would have done that. I wasn't an undergraduate who had, you know, that end goal that was going to be a PhD. Mm -hmm. But once I got involved in that undergraduate research, I knew that that was really something that I wanted to be involved in. And so I really like to give back to the students yeah. and have them also involved in the research that we do. 
That's absolutely fascinating. Um, I think that the opportunity for students to not only, of course, learn within the classroom, right. but to be able to apply that in a practical sense and, and really kind of see that light bulb right. go off is just such a magical moment. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Um, could you share some of the other sort of unique um, traits of the MLS program here sure. at VCU? Sure. Um, one Another thing that I think that is unique about our program is Students in our program, they have lecture in the morning, and then mm -hmm. they have laboratory sessions in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so often, we're lecturing on a topic. So for me, in, in blood banking in the spring semester, I'll lecture about a particular topic. And then that same afternoon, they get to apply what we just learned in the lecture in the laboratory. So it's sure. very hands-on. I think it really solidifies the different concepts that we go over in the lecture and really helps a lot of students who I myself am a visual <laughs> learner, but people that are really visual learners and seeing it and doing it help them. It really does help them understand the concepts that we're going over. Um, to me, that's unique because yeah. not every program is going to give that same hands-on, you know, in the spring semester, they have lab five days a week. So oh, wow. every day yeah. they're getting to apply <laughs> something, although different areas, but For something sure. that they learned in lecture. So that's one thing that is unique. Um, another thing that's unique is we have student worker opportunities mm -hmm. available to students. In the spring semester, VCU Health System comes and they hire anywhere between 15 to 21 of our students to work in the clinical laboratory. So their junior year spring semester, they can actually get hired and they can start working in the clinical laboratory here at VCU. It gives them more experience. Mm -hmm. um, it gets their foot in the door if they want when they finish. If they want to work here at VCU, now they've already you know started that process. The people in the lab know them. Sure, um, it helps if they go on to graduate school and they stay with us and do projects. They've already you know learned their way around the lab. They know where everything is. Um, the VA hospital here in Richmond also has a program. It's called the Valor Program, where they also get to do student worker um, positions, and they also get stipends as well as scholarship money. And then another thing that is unique um, about our program is that we do have a lot of scholarship opportunities. So Dr. Teresa Nader, who's the chair of our department, continuously is sending out emails to students about the different scholarship opportunities and encouraging them to mm -hmm. apply. Um, one in particular, the Commonwealth Transfusion Foundation, has been very generous with our department. Last year and this year has um, given us over $100,000 for student scholarships. Wow. So, you know, we give those in the fall to our seniors and our graduate students, and then in the spring we open them to juniors. But mm -hmm. there's a lot of scholarship and employment opportunities that students have when they're with us. And I know that's that's like the bottom dollar. Absolutely. <laughs> that's what every student wants student to and know. Parents. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so our li our listeners may or may not know that, um, of course, we have the location and the, the campus here in Richmond, Virginia, um, but we also have a campus in Abingdon, Virginia. Could you share sort of how um, that experience might be similar or different um, for those students that are taking courses there? I would be happy to. So in Abingdon, Virginia, we have Dr. Josh Williams, who is the director of the program there. He is also our microbiology instructor. So our students that are here in Richmond on, I gotta think about the days of the week yes. that they have microbiology. <laughs> this semester they have microbiology and chemistry on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, they are connected with Dr. Williams on Zoom. So mm -hmm. the students here in Richmond are watching him on Zoom or listening to the lecture on Zoom. The students in Abingdon are listening and participating in our lectures on Zoom. So we connect to Abingdon every day. 
Um, when I teach blood banking, they're on the screen in the back of the room so that I can see them, sure. um, I can interact with them. It's all in real time, all of the lectures. When they're done with the lectures, they do all of their laboratory sessions with Dr. Williams. It's a beautiful area. The students that go there, <laughs> yeah, you get to witness it firsthand. The students that go there absolutely love it. Um, they love Dr. Williams. It's a small group, so only six students are in that program at a time or, or, or juniors in that program at a time. And so very close-knit, get to know each other very well. We have had students that are here in Richmond that are from the Abington area sure. and they want to go there for the program. Um, we've had others that weren't necessarily from that area but decided to go there and absolutely loved it. Um, I love that. They're also, that while they can't do student worker positions with VCU, there are other positions that are available for them in that area. Perfect. Thank you so much. Um, so with all of this great information that we've learned about the program, if we do have students that are like, man, I absolutely know this is what I want to do. This is, um, you know, what's next for me. Um, could you share a little bit about that application process, sure. sort of what that looks like, um, and even what you all are looking for in a competitive student or applicant? Absolutely. Well, we have two open houses coming up. Mm -hmm. We have one that is actually this week. It's October 13th, and the second one is November 3rd. Um, where you can attend in person or you can attend virtually. So there will be a in-person tour here in the building. There will also be one virtually if you are not able to attend. I believe it will be recorded and it will also be posted so that if you are in class or you're busy awesome. at that time period, you can go back and watch it. Um, it gives you some information, some other details about the program, about the courses, different faculty members are there. Um, but if you are interested in applying, you can apply now from our department website, our homepage. Um, the application process, there are a series of questions that ask you things like why you're interested in the program, mm -hmm. you know, just trying for us to get some background as to what has led the student to applying. Sure. Um, there is, a, so that's your little essay that you have to write. There are references, two references that uh, students have to submit. Mm -hmm. um, the other questions that are on there are, you know, some general questions about prerequisites. I will say that if you don't have all of your prerequisites complete, they just have to complete by the time the program starts. Okay. So every year we have some students who maybe have to take organic chemistry or maybe the mm. lab. Everybody puts that one off. Right. It's always the one that, <laughs> as a student, that was the one that I, you know, put off of taking. Of course. <laughs> um, but something that may need to be completed over the summer. If you do, that's okay. You apply, and if you're admitted into the program, it would be conditional. And conditional meaning that you just need to complete that coursework, that prerequisite, before you could actually start the program. Perfect. Um, and I know something that's new to the program as far as a guaranteed admissions opportunity that's specific for, you know, our VCU students. Could you share a little bit about that? Yes, I would be happy to. So this year we are starting our guaranteed admissions program. This is for the pre-MLS students mm -hmm. that have a GPA of a 3.5 or higher mm -hmm. that have taken our CLLS 201. And so this is an intro course that all faculty members come and, and talk to the students, gives just a basic overview of the program, um, what it's like. We even have current juniors that come and talk to these students in that course. The faculty leaves the room, they can ask them whatever they want about the program, the good, the bad, everything. Um, so students have to pass that, it's just a pass-fail uh, course. If applying to the Guaranteed Admission Program, the students do not have to interview and they do not have to get those references. Nice. So it is, yeah, yeah. it makes it a little bit easier <laughs> for students. 
Absolutely. Um, and that CLS, CLLS course, um, again, that's offered in the spring. It's every semester. So awesome. it's every semester. It's always on Wednesday. It is from 12 to 12.50. And our new laboratory instructor, Maya Pikett, she's wonderful. Awesome. Yes, yes, she is. <laughs> she's in charge of that course. Um, she leads it. But like I said, we every faculty member comes and gives at least one lecture where we talk about whatever the discipline is that we teach. It kind of lets everybody get introduced to the faculty and we talk about our research when we're in there. Um, when I, the last time I, I went a few weeks ago, I was talking about blood banking or immunohematology, and we started talking about different lawsuits and things oh, that geez. have occurred. Yeah, so we talk about all kinds yeah. of things in there. I'm sure you, you don't fall asleep in that no, class. No, you do sure. not. Awesome. Um, so I guess kind of to round things out, um, if you had any sort of words of advice or words of wisdom for students interested um, in you know, going into this field, what would it be? Well, first I would say come and talk to us. Mm -hmm. um, we have those open houses, but I always tell students in the courses that I teach that if they ever just want to drop by, come see the laboratory, come see the building, ask questions, we are more than happy to have them. Um, they can, you know, contact myself, contact Dr. Nader, and we do give tours even when we're not having a, an open house. Um, do what you enjoy. So if, if yeah. being in the laboratory and science is something that you enjoy, then this is the field for you. Even if you your ultimate goal is medical school, you need an undergraduate degree before that. And Absolutely. this is an undergraduate degree that exposes you to areas that other degrees, and I'm not putting down bio because I was a bio major, <laughs> of course. but you get exposed to other yeah. things that you wouldn't necessarily get exposed to in yeah. a biology course or in a, in a chemistry course. Um, you get to look at your own blood underneath the microscope. So you learn how to do phlebotomy, how to collect samples from patients. You get to, like I said, look at your blood underneath the microscope. In blood banking, they get to figure out what their blood type is. Right? We talk oh, about wow. donations and the donation process. In chemistry, they get to run their samples on the chemistry analyzer that we have. So it's very hands-on. Like I said, a lot of things that you would not necessarily get to learn in other courses, you know, Perhaps you already know about sickle cell disease, but have you really looked at it underneath the microscope sure. from a real patient that's at a clinic here at BCU? Our students actually get to do that. And do you all have, um, I guess, a good amount of students that are interested in going into uh, medical school or applying to medical yeah. school? We, we absolutely do. Every year we have several students mm -hmm. that are interested. Their ultimate goal is medical school, sometimes dental, pharmacy, graduate school. I mean, sure. I went on and did a, a PhD afterwards. So we do have students that they want to go even further, and that is wonderful. Mm -hmm. We still want them to come to us. If they're not going to you know, stay in the lab, it still gives them a wonderful foundation for whatever they want to do. And Absolutely. of course, we want them to stay in the lab, <laughs> but we also know that there are many different career options for students right now and many different goals that they have. Of course, of course. Thank you so much for sharing Absolutely. Um, so before we wrap up today, I have just a few sort of chip and choose is what we're calling them questions just to get to know you a little bit and your experience here at VCU in Richmond um, just add a little fun to the mix okay, okay. sounds right. good um, so could you tell us your favorite place on campus the food carts around the medical <laughs> center there are so Absolutely. many good ones um, I love our new building it's a little further of a walk to get to those yeah. uh, food carts but I will still make my way over there oh yeah they are so good <laughs> um, let's see if you weren't in this field what would you have done 
Uh, probably something with animals. I have to admit, um, whenever I see the dogs on call that yeah. we that are here, yeah. my dogs. I have four, but they're none of them are trained well enough <laughs> to ever bring them anywhere near a, a someone in the hospital. Um, but it would definitely be something with animals, not you know vet because that was not something that yeah. when I investigated it more could see myself going into. Um, but definitely maybe helping train therapy dogs or doing something with animals. Definitely. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so it's a lot of food here. What was the last <laughs> local food spot you've dined? So I actually live near Farmville, uh, Virginia. So I don't eat a lot necessarily okay. in the Richmond area. Yeah. Uh, but there is a restaurant in Farmville and in a few other locations called the Fish and Pig. Mm. That is wonderful. So I have to give a shout out to. That sounds really it good. Is very good. Very <laughs> if good. If I using fish, context very clues. Good oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, okay, and if you could do research on anything at all, um, the and money, time, or resources were no issue, what would it be? Ooh, okay, and not Nigeria. Yes, yes, one. something okay. completely different. Um, I would probably pick to do something with Alzheimer's research, and just because mm. of the impact that it's had on my family yeah. for dementia research, yeah. I've had several loved ones that have been affected, so I would probably go in that route. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm sure you could probably connect with yeah. J.C. Gendron <laughs> in the gerontology department. All right. And my last question. Last question of all. Nutsy the squirrel or Rodney the rhino? Oh, I got to go with Rodney the rhino. There we go. Okay. All right. That was a trick question yeah. there. <laughs> Absolutely Rodney. <laughs> Good answer, good answer. Um, so I know I've personally learned a great deal of our heroes behind the scenes um, within the medical field here in medical laboratory sciences. So Dr. Jamerson, thank you, well, thank you so, so much, much for having me. Um, if our listeners are interested in learning more, could you share how they can get in contact with you or with the department? Absolutely. You are welcome to email me. My email address is h r i c k o mj at vcu.edu and you can also find that on our um, website if you go to about us all of our faculty are on there and i would be very happy to answer any questions that anyone has and like i said if anybody ever wants a tour we have a beautiful student laboratory you can come see the research laboratory you can see the brain eating amoeba we welcome <laughs> you to come and visit us i might have to stop by yeah. and watch that <laughs> thank you so much and we'll we will certainly provide your contact information in the show notes so you all are able to get that um, but thank you again thank and you. we look forward to um, seeing what's next in the research lab. Thank you. Thanks so much.